Morning. Serious Business is a podcast about Homestuck and also a dating advice column. <laughs> the worst dating advice column. Dear Car Cat, my. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Uh, hello and welcome to Serious Business. Uh, my name is Sam. My pronouns are he and him, and uh, I'm just really excited. Band. <laughs> hello, my name is uh, Samariel. Some folks call me Sam. Folks call me Ari. My pronouns are they them. And band. <laughs> Bastion, do you have housemates home right now? Or are they just hearing you shout the word band uh, for no reason? Yeah, they might actually be home. I don't know. <laughs> I have a voice activated AOL account. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and I'm Bastion, your moderator in chief. And uh, my pronouns are he and they. And uh, I'm just really uh, excited to use this bulletin board for productive and completely non-comedic purposes. We've been banned. We can't say anything. Can't, yeah. <laughs> you're doing the podcast yourself this time, Bastion, I think, is the... Uh... Yeah. Welcome to Serious Business, a podcast made by and for Bastion. <laughs> Good. Um, all right. So we'll start off with my first rant. <laughs> Bicycle infrastructure. This is no longer a podcast about Homestuck. Uh, we did. I mean, we, we've talked about the suburbs. We and did. How it we is have talked about the suburbs so, on this, this podcast. Is, uh, this is yeah, okay. on theme. Uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb. I don't think Troll Society has enough bike lanes. Um, and they don't really have any kind of transit, as far as we can tell. Um, which seems like it would be a problem. But... Um, yeah, okay. That, I mean, depending on what shape your lusses takes, I mean, you could... That's true, potentially. yeah. Uh, well, actually, no. That, that's if a, your lusses that's... is a cool deer-cat hybrid thing, you can definitely gallop down a road on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, or, you know, a flying seahorse uh, reinforcing yeah. the class structure of Alternia. That's a fascist seahorse. Also, a lot of the trolls can just fly. Oh. True, true. Yeah, okay. Uh, unbanned, both of you. <laughs> so, uh... Oh, thank God, now we can do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, like the bands in these memos, uh, we didn't take that very seriously. Um, just wait for Bastion to start a new podcast, and then we'll... <laughs> can we ban Bastion from his own shit. podcast? Yes. There are no mods, post-crap. Queen is down. <laughs> Legit, that's how I found out Donald Trump had COVID. <laughs> Was a dancing crab meme. I'm pretty sure I did as well. I, I've learned a lot of things from dancing crabs, actually. Um. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> Boy. Welcome to Serious Business. We do sometimes talk about Homestuck on this on this show. Uh, for this week, we read uh, the end of Hivebent. We finished Act Five, Act One. We did it. Uh, we got what did we 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 got so many things. We got a flash. We got memo time. Got some <laughs> got some Karezi in there for the people who ship Karezi. Sure did. And uh, made some people pay. 
Sure did, yeah. Spooky revelations at the very end. Any any initial thoughts there, Ari? I mean, I have many. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. A good chunk of shit happens in this section. I'd say, uh, in general, my thoughts are... Um, this is why I hate group chats. Uh, (laughs) the, the, the many, the memos in this section are evidence of why I do not like being in group chats. Um, but, uh, that, that aside, um, obviously we have our big revelation at the end of this section. Mm Um, I have, I've been like fostering little baby theories about stuff. Yeah. And this doesn't disprove one of my theories. I'm I, I'm a little afraid to say them out loud. But, say them. Uh, <laughs> we, we like how you say them at the end. Like, this is the end of a section. We could do a thing. Fair enough. But, like, yeah. Um, for, first off, you told me I was going to get straight up answers about what the hell this game is for. Yeah. We did not get that. Yes, we did. It's explicitly there in the text. We see how the game is supposed to end, and we see the game get fucked over, and then... And yet, in being denied the ultimate reward, we would be barred from entry into the universe we created. Yeah. You're not supposed to save the Earth. The Earth is done for. You're creating a whole new universe. That is the purpose of this game. It is the reproductive system of universes. Okay. Homestuck is a creation myth for the internet age. Okay. See. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That feels like a fluke, not the purpose of the game. It feels like it's an accident. Like, that's the way it's framed. Like, mm. something happens, and a, they're not able yes. to finish the game, and thus they create another universe, but that doesn't feel like it's set up as... This is what this was all meant to do. It's it, it well, feels sure, like this is what sure. happened, and that's how the Earth was made. And, and perhaps that is because we do not yet know what form the new universe takes. Well, the new universe that happens is Earth. It's Earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not what I was talking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyways, Anyways. This is... We can we'll also, come back to also, this because this is you the whole thing at the end. But. They were thwarted at the last minute, so like they didn't actually complete their game. We don't know what their... Re- ultimate reward looks like in terms of how yeah. they would interact with the universe they created. Yeah. The, this this section is fucking around in group chats mm-hmm. and then at the like for most of it and then it's dramatic revelations and like crazy heavy shit. Um so that's that yeah. Dramatic revelations and crazy heavy shit and then dramatic revelations at super speed because it's not important. Uh Fair enough. So we start off uh, we find out Nepeta's planet. It's it's the land of little cubes and tea. None of the troll planets are it's important to know the names of, except this one, because the anagram is Lolcat. Oh, I didn't put that together. That's very good, though. Thankfully, Hussy didn't make Nepeta talk like a Lolcat, even though <laughs> maybe she should have. Oh, we also get uh, N- Nepeta's mythological title here. It's the Rogue of Heart. And then we just watch her murder a bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She gets a, like, Wolverine comics it's cover. Uh, yeah. Nepeta is badass as hell. I didn't actually look it up, uh, but is that a reference to a specific comic cover? or? I wouldn't be surprised. 
I think that will ca- need more digging than what I need right now. I've certainly seen Wolverine like comic panels that are lined up like that, uh-huh. but I don't know if it's a cover specifically. I mean, the Hussy commentary is just, wasn't this just a Wolverine cover? But it's Which, as a, so as it a question. Was at some so not confirmed, but likely. It certainly looks like nice. one. Anyway. Then Equis shows up and she tackles that motherfucker. Yep. They... My note just says glomp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're very good soul best friends. Uh, and then we get the first memo. Yep. Yep. Um, we do. We do also get confirmation that Glub Glub got uh, prototyped. Yep. Because uh, yes. there's this big fucking imp. I guess. A giant imp tentacle monster. Yeah. yeah. Dang it, Feffrey. Uh, but yep. Then we go to his glasses where he's reading uh, the first memo on the board. Team Adore Bloodthirsty. Oh boy. Uh, oh boy, the memos. The memos are. The memos serve to provide snippets of showing the audience how the trolls session went. Because we find out in these mm-hmm. memos, they've played this game for around 600 hours. Let's be honest, it's Homestuck. They probably played this game for 612 hours. Um, it's sort of just like the, like, we're going to fast forward through the troll session and, like, tie into, like, bits of characters we've seen before. Um, so in this first memo, Carcat. Uh, honestly probably is the last to know that all the trolls are playing in one session uh, and he messages everyone and is like hey I've assumed leadership now mm-hmm. um, like deal with it um, Terezi butts in for like two lines and instantly gets banned um, Solix dies live in the chat and Karkat <laughs> thinks he's saying a joke and then future Karkat interrupts and is like man this is fucking embarrassing and current Karkat insta-bans future Karkat uh, and then we get the Equius tie-in where Equius is like, I don't think you're the leader. I think we should stick with the the leadership we had before. Um, he fucking would say that. Of course he would. Um, and then, you know, Carcat, uh, I guess, like, annoy. I don't know. What is, what's the appropriate verb to describe how Carcat antagonizes Equius here? <laughs> Slam dunks? I mean... Yeah, <laughs> yeah thoroughly. <laughs> yeah it's like why don't you go you alchemized yourself up some fresh towels yeah like like the john mulaney skit like the guy gets like yeah here let me make fun of you about things that you're sensitive about like yes yeah. or should be yeah. anyway yeah um, also in this bit, Equius calls Carcat a midget, which uh, the fandom instantly latched onto for height head cannons. Carcat um, mm. is a grumpy short king. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I believe it. Carcat and Kanaya also will talk about later in like the last memo in this section. They talk about like how the memo board actually works, and it's basically like you see that you've typed something, and then you go check out other things, and then you go to check the memo again, and it's blank because it's time for you to starting to type that. Yeah. Which really ties into like the predestination and agency stuff we've been talking about, where like you're doing the thing because you know you're supposed to do the thing. Which like then the only reason Carcat is so bad at doing the thing is because he hasn't actually read through everything the first time. Yeah, which like is a great, great thing from a doyless perspective because it's just like. 
you don't actually have to like go through and have them all written out beforehand. You can just write it as it comes. And it he's works. even like, could someone send me a text file of uh, these memos so I don't have to type them all out? Yeah, so yeah. much of these like memos is just Carcat yelling about anything and everyone, like which is why it is so difficult to try to find. It's, reading these is a little frustrating. A, because everything's in all caps, because so much of it is just Carcat yelling at everybody about not being good enough, and then, mm-hmm. oh, then he's yelling at himself, and then future him is yelling at him. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it, it's, uh, it's, it's just, he just says stuff because he needs to say stuff. He's just, yeah. like, there's no purpose to what he is saying. Even when he tries to, like, be like, oh, anyways, back to the point. It's like, what point? What was the point, Carcat? Yeah. <laughs> Please, God. And then his future self butts in and is like, man, I'm fucking embarrassed by this. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing really important that happens in this memo. It just is to introduce you to the concept of the trans timeline memo. Mm-hmm. Uh, following that, we see Terezi's continued conversation with Snowman, um, but like just from Snowman's perspective. So we see all the questions that Terezi has been asking by writing the chalk on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this ends with Terezi switching to blue chalk because she wants to save the red chalk because it tastes the best. Uh, and then we do see Snowman's response, which is like, you are a, a weird and funny girl. And then Carcat makes another memo. We do it again. Now with public relationship advice. Oh, yeah, yeah. This becomes the, like, Ask Carcat <laughs> article where he gives advice to people, some sort of. It is a hell of a time. Because who, who chimes in? Shit, what's his name? Well, it starts off with Aridin. Aridin, that's Aridin his name. from just after Gamzee has told him to drink a Fago. Uh, and at this point, Carcat's like, mm, okay, you're asking me about relationship stuff. Just message me privately and uh, then bans Aridin. Which which Aridin has at this point been doing. Done. Yes. Yeah. The reason he messaged Gamzee was because Carcat right. wasn't answering. Uh, and then Riska from way in the future mm-hmm. uh, messages in. Uh, this is the, like farthest in the future we've seen from the trolls at this point uh, like this is a post game future carcat was from uh about the same time period about three hours past this but future carcat has like two sentences in this chat so no there are two future carcats in this chat one is from like eight minutes in the future and one is from like way in the end of the game wibbly wobbly timey wimey bullshit yeah Vriska's trolling handle, as we know, is Arachnid's Grip. So when it's future Arachnid's Grip, it says fag. And then Karkat, like, bans her and is like, haha, that should say hag. You know, maybe maybe because uh, the FAG is now associated with you and you're an asshole, people will use it as a derogatory term. Yeah. Uh, so, Which yeah. Is, There's that. Mm, that sure exists, doesn't it? It mm-hmm. does sure exist. Mm. Like, the the hussy note on this page is a little interesting because they're like it just happened right like it the arachnid's grip is part of like the like uh nucleic bases like right it was not there was going to be an ag character and Mm -hmm. the future characters all get the like f 
appended to them. So they're like, what, are you going to sit there and tell me that you would have made the choice not to bring everyone's attention to it at all? Oh, what's that you say, smart guy? You probably wouldn't have even made Homestuck in the first place. Well, aren't you special? Then? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my well, God. That's fair. That's a great way to not take responsibility for your actions. Yep. I mean, but like the point about like, do you draw attention to it or not? in that way well and that's the thing too is like as soon as i saw it again on this read through i was like okay that is also a thing that carcat will make a joke about because it's carcat right mm-hmm. and then of course the joke is like oh this is a meaningless word perhaps it will have meaning now which like i don't really like it but like it makes sense for who the characters are i guess uh yeah i mean yeah. it's I, it does and it also doesn't because it's a meaningless word right yeah this is one of those, like, Doyleist versus Watsonian kind yeah. of ideas. I think Watsoniangly, you have to say, like, no, you just shouldn't have drawn attention to it. And some people would have noticed it, but, like, it makes sense from the Doyleist perspective to be like, oh, yes, future arachnid script. Okay. And then not You've got those it. backwards. Doyleist is in-universe, yeah? No. Doyleist is out-of-universe. Arthur Conan Doyle. Because Arthur Conan Doyle wrote oh. Sherlock Holmes. And Watson is a character in Sherlock. I see. Yes. Okay. Look at me yeah. learning no, you're things. All, you're all good. Thanks for correcting me. We got you guys you. have been using the terms and I've just been mixing them up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. But yeah, no. So like in universe, it would make sense that like Carcat would make that kind of joke, but out of universe, it's like you really didn't need to make that joke, yeah. actually. You, you kind of sidestepped right into it. Well, and also out of universe, the only way that you know it's a meaningless word is because Karkat says it's a meaningless word. So if Karkat didn't remark upon it, people mm-hmm. wouldn't have known it was a meaning, right? Like it's just a yeah. weird sort of paradox there. For sure. I'm no longer emotionally invested in this conversation. Let's move on. Yeah, carrying <laughs> on. Yeah. Tavros enters this memo and asks for romance help. We find out this is Tavros immediately after uh, the the mm-hmm. awkward kiss with Riska. Yeah. He's like, I'm lying on the ground, and Vriska kissed me. What do I do? <laughs> and Cargat's like, you know she was just in this chat, right? And then Vriska, from half an hour after Tavris is typing that, also pops into the chat and is like, haha, don't worry about it. We're all good now. Just lay on the floor and wait for our timelines to sync up, and we'll be all good. Which, like... Okay, you're asking a man to like lay on the floor for half an hour. Like, yeah. like that's literally what you're asking. Like, if and you... he's like apologizing because yeah. like she dropped him, and, and he's like, oh, I made her feel bad, as if you know she didn't do that to herself. And so she's like, you know what, Tavros, I forgive you. And uh, my, I just, I don't like her. Anyways, I don't know that we need a like a Vriska apologist uh, bit here because uh, no. No. no 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 uh, yeah because we find out it's even worse for Tavros because fucking yeah. Hearts Boxcars is Hearts like boxcar. hey 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 kiss fucking the girl. kiss her which like what if Sebastian from the Little Mermaid was an <laughs> asshole <laughs> what if Sebastian from the Little Mermaid was a New York mobster a gangster yeah yeah fucking kiss the girl it's uh, i'm now one a kiss the girl and i'm a member of the midnight crew uh, <laughs> remix i'm into it 
Anyways, my my notes here just say this story does not like Tavros. No, 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 it doesn't. Which like is not like a surprise, but like it just it is so cruel to Tavros, and like there is stuff in universe of like oh you know it's alternative society, right? Mean all that jazz, but like objectively, this story does not like Tavros. I but but consider. If Tavros does something like really great after all of this shitting on Tavros, how much vindication are you going to feel? I don't know. We do have a, a comment from Wortman here which says, Is Hearts Boxcars playing the role of the comics insatiable fan base demanding a resolution of the mostly one-sided, frequently homicidal tension between Tavros and Vriska? Also, this is the second time someone's invaded Tavros's mind. Remember, most players receive their exiles' commands as subconscious psychic suggestions to get him to kiss Vriska, and he still refuses. And this is something Tavros talked about in his uh, asking for help. And now to make it a lot weirder, there's an angry voice in my head I don't think it's Rufio this time. Uh, Rufio's not that angry. He's also imaginary, like a fake made-up friend. Uh, Yeah, so Tavros can't get a break even inside his own head. I don't like it. This is a voice he can't ignore, so there's that. Yeah. There's that. From Hearts Boxcars, we swap back over to Snowman who is commanding Vriska a bit, and we find out eventually Vriska does go along with Snowman's like commands to help exile Jack Noir. Mm. Um, and then from there, we pop back over to Snowman commanding Terezi for the final time, um, and she tells Terezi that she needs to get the ring out of the royal vault before Jack gets it, because you can't let Jack Noir have the, white, the Black Queen's ring. Yeah, we've seen how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. And then she tells Terezi to destroy the ring of orbs 12-fold. We don't know how this ring is uh, destroyed based off of context. There's some good guesses you might have. We then immediately go to Kanaya's planet where she's sitting on top of yeah. a volcano. Yeah. yeah. Saying, I don't know how to stoke this forge. Yep. We also, when we get to the page about Kanaya's planet, I don't know if this matters, but it probably does because it's weird. Mm-hmm. Kanaya's planet is the only one that we don't get the second word for. It's yes. the end of Ray's and... So, which I would not have paid attention to other than the fact that it is a weird gif. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's like jumbled up letters all sort of flashing around. It's It's a really cool way to like sensor information um because this is like the first time that the narrative has like explicitly censored information instead of just omitting it well no. it, it did that this is with, the second um, time because with it... car cat's blood mm-hmm. it was oh a weird, yeah but we gift. found that one out immediately then, afterwards though yes, like but it but introduced it the idea to us, us. That's fair. Yeah. The narrative itself is withholding information. It's also, yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Because the information that is concealed here is not technically a spoiler. But by withholding this information, when it is revealed what that second word is, it draws the reader's attention to it and saying, hey, we need to be focusing on these things more. Mm-hmm. Also, we find out Kanaya is the sylph of space, meaning she shares an aspect with Jade, which... Uh, could perhaps uh, describe many of the, or account for many of the parallels, including mm-hmm. the being awake on Prospect prior to the game session, including the having the volcano by your house, including the like similar design of their houses, right? Like, 
we, we begin to get a sense of like some things that are common to space players. Especially because it seems like the volcano is a game mechanic. Yes. Um, I actually also had another thing mm-hmm. here. Yeah. You go. Um, no entry items. We no. have seen nobody's entry items yes. this entire time. I, this was just the moment where mm-hmm. I realized it when looking at Kanaya's planet. Um, just because, like, so much was spent with the, the, the whole first arc with the OG kids of, like, yeah. figuring out their items and all this stuff and, you know, the parallel or the the items. symbolism yeah. each item mm-hmm. would have. And we have seen none of that in this yeah. arc. And that's sort of, is... right, because Homestuck is a number of cycles that accelerate, right? This It's mm-hmm. part of the acceleration of cycles where it's, like, we get hints at some of them because we see um, some exile stations and we know the exile stations are based off of the entry items. So yes. for example, snowman's station looks like the skull of a mother grub. So who knows what, mm-hmm. um, clubs do station whatever. look like a crab. It seems like they're more associated mm-hmm. with the prototypings maybe in this yeah. one. Yeah. Which is interesting. But who's to say it can be both. This is just a yeah. thing I wanted to flag up. Also. So I wanted to compare the, like the second word of Kanaya's planet to Gamzee's title, right? Because we don't get Gamzee's title. We will not get Gamzee's title for a while. Oh, I didn't um, even notice. Exactly. That's the point. Like, you don't know you're missing it. It does not draw attention to it unless you, like, have your, like, spreadsheet where you're sorting all these things, <laughs> as I did as a first-time reader. Aww, uh, fucking nerd. Yep. Listen, first time I read Midsummer Night's Dream, I made a flow chart to figure out how the love triangles work. You Sometimes you make graphs to show how much you love something. Listen, you need a diagram for Midsummer Night's Dream because it's just fucking <laughs> complicated. And it's That's great, true. and I love it. The Midsummer Night's Dream is my favorite love Shakespeare. Love parallelogram. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, Love Parallelogram, by the way, is my math rock band. Yeah! <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. That, to be clear, like, there's a way to, like, censor information to draw attention to it, as is done mm. with Kanai's Planet here. And there's a way to just omit information so you don't know you're missing it as a reader and to not draw attention to it, as we have with uh, Gamzee's title at this point. Interesting. Interesting. While Kanaya is sitting here on the forge, uh, she responds to a memo from Karkat way in the future, where they talk about romance, unsurprisingly. I will say, Karkat in this conversation is genuine. Like, like he just, mm-hmm. in this conversation, Karkat feels exhausted and genuine to me. Like, his text is still in all caps, and he's mm-hmm. still, like, insulting people, but not as much as, like, mm-hmm. he would. And part, maybe that's just because people aren't interrupting mm-hmm. him in this chat. Mm-hmm. We're starting he, like, to see He, pauses a couple of he moments does. being like, oh, somebody going to make fun of me? I've left a whole bunch of yeah. open ends so you could do that. No? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to see a character who types in all caps not yelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and... and I want to say this is a Karkat from after the trolls have, one, lost the game, but before yeah. the trolls have started trolling the humans, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is a very interesting sliver of time. Mm-hmm. There is also some insight into uh, Karkat's need to troll the humans uh, in, in this conversation when he says, losers should be forced to face the music even for the mistakes they haven't made yet. 
Mm-hmm. Now, what's also interesting in this conversation is the troll romance that's happening here. Uh, yes. Which uh, Kirkett brings up as being potentially a black rom with himself across time. Yes, yes. Especially if you think of Kanaya's role as an auspicious, because what she's doing in this conversation, and Wortman talks about it too, is that she is sort of pacifying Karkat's relationship with his past and future selves. Uh, mm. And uh, Wortman also talks about, in, in the commentary for this bit, about how Karkat's, like these memos are just like sort of masturbatory in a way, because oh, Karkat is just in hate romance with himself. Yes. My note here says car cat complains to complain, then complains about complaining. Yeah. Which makes the the difference in tone in this memo so interesting because it mm. gives us a, like a good example of like how necessary a relationship this is. What the car cat Kanaya relationship? Or the... Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and potentially auspice in general, if we're drawing out mm. from that, because we haven't really right. seen a good example of that yet. Mm hmm. Like, mm-hmm. in terms of one that actually works, which, like, this is not a usual situation either, but, like, no. it's a clearly dysfunctional, right? And, like, oh, so this is something with the memos in general, but, like, we see, again, how time is identified with self and how, uh, right? Because, like, Dave is an... Uh, time aspected mm. person. Yeah, and his mm. like yeah. we've already talked about how his arc is going to be about self and like yeah. which what self is the real self. And here again, we see a character over time experiencing different selves. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which like maybe this even links back into like building Roman of like yeah part of growing up is becoming a new self in a way and recognizing mm-hmm. that you are not the same as you used to be. And uh, I mean, I think in general, that usually involves a lot of not liking who you used to be or not liking who you've become. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Thank you, Bastion. Yeah. I just kind of hopscotched around the, metaphorical board yeah, there. Yeah, but it was good. But, uh, no, it was uh, good. did, but it was good. I was, I was chasing something there, I think. I, th- I think you found it. Yeah, one one last thing in this conversation before we get to the end of it uh, is that uh, Kanaya has some insight on the titles that are given to players here. Um, she says, um, I think we are given roles to challenge us that don't necessarily suit our strengths. At least I was. I have no idea what I'm doing here. We, it's almost weird to see a story or an example of a teenager who admits they have no idea what they're doing. Well, yeah, I, and like, I think that's one of the things Wortman talks about, too, is, like, if Karkat's problem is self-loathing, it looks like Kanaya's here might be self-doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is Kanaya's title again? The Sylph of Space. We we find yeah we found that out when we found out her planet. Yes, but yes, you were so excited about the censored word that we skipped over it a little bit. <laughs> Fair enough. Sylph is a very good uh, class title for a game. Like, yeah, I do dig it. It's very... like a more magic witch. Yeah. <laughs> or what's the? I don't remember what Kanaya later describes it as to someone else, but I think that's what she says. 
She's like, it's a witch, but magic. <laughs> Aren't witches already magic? <laughs> yes, that's the joke. Uh-huh. A witch, but make it fairy? Magic. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Wild um, magic. Love it. And Karka ends this conversation by being like, hey, this game is fun. You're, we're going to do a great job. Uh, you have all of this ahead of you. Like, look forward to it. Uh, you have hope right now, and we don't. And Kanai's like, uh, well, why don't you have hope? And Karkat's like, have you scrolled up to the top of the timeline? Uh, and Kanaya does. And at the top of the timeline, there is a big, scary glitch sort of pattern that looks like a record scratch. Um, and then the future Karkat watches future Kanaya uh, chop Tavros's legs off. Yes. Yep. That and then Carcat passes out. And then future future Carcat uh closes the memo. Yep. But before that oh, there's also there's a really interesting conversation about magic, which is that what you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Oh, so there's a there's a bit where Kanaya asks Carcat, Hey, in, in playing this game, did you ever see anything like magic? And Carcat's like, No, magic's not real. Um, but like, I don't know, these like uh, these you... machines we have are essentially magic, right? It's like goofy sciency magic. Yeah. And so there is that sort of like conversation about what do, what is the border between science and magic that also happens here, and it's nice to see like that acknowledged because I think it's been pretty implicit in the text since mm-hmm. we started with like mm, I don't even want to be like capture logs are like weird sciency magic, but like they kind of are they all that capture log yeah. goofing mm-hmm. around in in Act One. Mm-hmm. Um. So, what is computer programming but digital spells? We made we put lightning in rocks and made them think. Yeah, we yeah. did. And it's interesting here because uh, Karkat here references probably the person who's touched on this the most directly so far, uh, which is Gamsey, when he says, uh, "Yeah, if you look around, there's magic everywhere in this bitch. It's all around us. Motherfucking miracles, right?" Which like Gamsey has the miracle modus. That's a ICP, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Philosophy question mark. Welcome to the dark carnival. ICP Gnosticism. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, I really like this conversation because Carcat in it feels tired, and it sort of is like in the way that after a toddler throws a tantrum, they just mm-hmm. are ready to sleep. Mm-hmm. But also, right, like. Carcat has been angry for this whole time, and it's nice to see something that's not anger from Carcat. Yeah, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. very much. Emotional range. Yeah, <laughs> he has the range, darling. <laughs> Some of our characters. It's not a huge grow. range. We've gone from angry to range, tired, no. but <laughs> the range yeah. the range is hate and pity. Yeah, there you go. It's no pity in this case, but and now it's time for Karezi, baby. Um, my my first note because the first thing that we see is just Terezi with jetpack dragon wings. Yeah, and my notes just say "fuck yes, Terezi, you are the dragon." Yeah, and it's it, it's it's I'm I'm so happy for her. Anyways, and our our onomatopoeia because we've we've gotten now several rockets and they each have their mm-hmm. own onomatopoeia. Uh, this one is rather hard to pronounce. Pishwoop, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which we've gotten two we got pashoos and and pavroom. Was that another one? That the might car? have been for Tavros's like the wheelchair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. rocket chair, I guess. 
rocket chair. It doesn't have wheels. Oh, uh, oh, that's fair. But I mean, like hover cars don't have wheels. But we still they, yeah. anyways, whatever. <laughs> Terezi's a dragon now. Everybody, fucking bow down. Terezi's been a dragon this whole time, asshole. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash, asshole. Uh, anyways. Yeah, this this conversation, they are also genuine with each other. This is a conversation where, like, there are times where it gets a bit too personal, and they're like, hey, when we're in person, let's talk about this. But um, Terezi talks about, uh, I mean, like, obviously, it sort of mirrors a little bit the conversation that Dave had with Terezi right before we got S Descend, right? Because this is serves the same purpose. This is the conversation we get right before the end of Act Flash. And so in that conversation, Dave talked about how embarrassed he was that Bro had to like bail him out, which was like one of the narrative points the story was hurtling towards. And in this conversation, Karkat asks Terezi, like, how Vriska blinded her, which is the point that we are hurtling towards in the flashbacks, right? Like mm-hmm. And it is what we see on, like, the next page in The Flash. Also in this conversation, Terezi reveals that she knows what Karkat's blood color is, even though he's being careful. Um, and they had a intimate moment, I mean, wink. Wink, 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 wink. Being wink. careful is a bold statement for the guy who hangs around the guy with the predilection for stabbing. True. <laughs> also, who's, who is what are on a planet was an covered in... <laughs> <laughs> also who is on a planet covered in blood which yeah. is his color blood mm-hmm. yeah you know. I don't know. It's, I, it is a really sweet conversation it's a sweet them. conversation reading it now i don't think i actually ship it i think i ship them as friends after this conversation like mm-hmm. maybe not like moirail friends but like i ship them as good friends after this conversation. This, this does have the vibes to me of like high school romance when people haven't really figured out romance exactly and are just sort of reading romance into a friendship, not realizing that friendship can serve the emotional needs. Yeah. It's, that's so interesting yeah. because the author's note for this conversation goes on for four pages, essentially to say basically that like, Oh, okay, cool. Well, sort of. (laughs) Uh, Like, Hussey talks about it being, both of these characters being subconsciously aware that this is a direction the narrative wants them to go, and so feeling like an obligatory development Mm. for each of their characters, which, like, strikes me as a very, like, high school thing. Yeah? No? Yeah? It it didn't go very far, but it happened. (laughs) Even I thought I was straight in high school. Uh, rough. This was gross. Uh, <laughs> obviously wrong. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. You know, uh, in hindsight, I'm glad. I'm sure it protected better. me from a lot of mental anguish, but um, it uh, also caused <laughs> something. Other, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard being a teenager growing up. It's hard, and it's no, hard one and no one understands. <laughs> Uh, well, that's the thing too, right? Is like Karezi is like basic beginner ship for Homestuck. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are gonna ship one thing in Homestuck at this point, it is Carcat Heart Terezi, or maybe John Rose. But like, maybe, yeah. But like, like this is the like. I mean, Bastion, you do ship this relationship. Oh, I did. I did hard back in my like original Homestuck fandom days. I could see why. Like, there is. 
at least uh, between the two that you have said of John Rose and and this one, this one definitely has slightly more groundwork than yeah. John and Rose. <laughs> I just it's because Terezi is my favorite. Uh, yeah. Terezi is the best. And, I and she, yeah, deserves better than any of the other options. That's true. Yeah. Actually, That's true. wait, hold up. You can at this point ship Rosemary. Yeah. Mariam. Uh, it's Kanaya and Rose is the, is it's Rosemary oh. is the name of the ship. Oh, because her last name is Mary. Mar- yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Anyway. I was like, who's Mary? Is there another <laughs> troll that I haven't met yet? God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and we're not point quite to the days of Dave Rezzi yet, but um, <laughs> sorry, I mean, the look you just gave was very good. <laughs> we got we got bits groundwork. and pieces of Dave. We sure, got we got sure. bits and pieces I of could, Dave Rezzi, but they haven't talked a whole lot yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've gotten there's, their initial there's... art exchanges. Those are fertile ground yes. for. Rare pairs. You know what? Fair. I'll I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. Anyways, <laughs> um, we get here. There's another password page link. Been a while since we got one of those. Uh, remember, if you don't know the password, you're not supposed to yet. Uh, and then we get a sweet bro and hella Jeff page. Also Hell been a while yeah, we since do. we've had one of those. I literally in my notes I wrote sweet bro hella Jeff. I've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what the purpose of the sweet bro and hella Jeff page is. Well, I can help you out there because it's uh, stated in the hussy commentary yeah uh, the sweet brown hella jeff page was a pause page because uh oh because it was a flash the next right week, yes. before the flash and uh this whole section uh is happening in one summer so yes Hussey was like uh which, like, I think it's the commentary towards the end of the act, as he talks about, like, it's because they were living in, uh, I lived in somebody's weird and terrible house. My roommate, I think, was some sort of criminal. He was bad news. He had two huge dogs that honestly struck me as mostly untamed and bloodthirsty creatures. The result of this living arrangement was that I spent almost 24 hours a day t- locked in my shitty little room working on this nonstop. Oh, is this where the never-ending story this, yeah. uh, yes. Bit yes. comes in? That, that is yeah. the next bit. Was, maybe that's where the thing with being stuck in an attic with the wolf head came from. Yeah. Actually, that's probably exactly where that came from. So it's like... Never-ending uh, story. But, but it's not a very long pause page uh, compared to no. some pauses that we will get to and move right past. Yes. Thank you. Hey. Uh, we're we, going to go on hiatus for a year as a podcast once we get to the Gigapause <laughs> uh, to mirror how Homestuck did it. Yeah, we will be switching over to our podcast Frivolous Business where we will be discussing Gigapause-related <laughs> fandom meltdown. <laughs> we can do an episode on Gigapause-related fandom meltdown. I think it's yeah. appropriate. It's just where you explain what the hell that means yeah. to me for the entire episode. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that can be our first. Um, let's send Ari all of the weird shit that we can dig up out of their Tumblr archive. I was actually thinking of doing that as a live stream. Okay, uh, I don't know if we want to stream sometime, but I think that could be a fun stream for yeah. like... listeners. Write in and let us know if you want us to do a live stream where I look at your cringe homestuck pasts. <laughs> oh, we should also say in the Carcat Terezi conversation, um, 
Terezi's like, we need to exile Jack. And Karkat's like, no, he's great. And Terezi's he's so like, cool. he he's stabbed got you. <laughs> you know, it's the, it's the, uh, it's Cody Walsh. Never mind. You guys don't watch Dimension 20. Great. Sorry. It's fine. Um, he's a, he's a mall goth and he has swords because they're cool. And he was oh, the hot topic from, manager um, yes, from yes, Unsleeping yes, yes. City. Yeah. That, yes, 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 yes. Anyway, basically Karkat's like, all right, I'm going to exile the queen. And Teresi's like, great, you do that. I'm going to exile Jack. And then we get the, the pause sweeper on Hello Jeff page. And then we get page 2578, S, make her pay. Been a while since we've got one of these, too. Been a bit. Yeah, this is our only, only flash in this section. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we get into what happens in this flash, uh, the song is Crystal Manthikins by Eric Jit. Skeel, Sheel, S C H E L E, Sheel. It is remixed from Alexander Rossetti's Crystal Anthemums and Perry Sullivan's Mannequin. Mannequin is an unreleased track. Uh, Crystal Anthemums is a track on Homestuck Volumes 5 and 6. And Crystal Manthikins, this song, is also on Homestuck Volumes 5 and 6 with The Felt. Well, all right. Yeah. So the flash begins. well, with the Trollian logo, which I realize is uh, a Trollian is just a uh, discord with time travel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. In this logo, uh, it's circled by like the 12 symbols of the trolls. And a uh, cute little detail is that uh, Aradia's color flashes between her rust blood and the blue and Karkat's color flashes between the gray and the red which is something nice. you probably didn't pick up on if you watched it as a YouTube video and not a uh, flash lighting uh, cuts from that to a bloody eight ball uh, we get the Frankenstein's castle dramatic lightning yeah uh, <laughs> it's this is immediately after uh Vriska's accident. Yeah. Yes. Vriska just got her arm blowed up and she's fucking pissed. Her arm and her eye. Yeah. And we we see the immediate aftermath of that as she opens her eyes, her eye for the first time. Uh mm-hmm. and like this is a level that we haven't seen Homestuck really go before in terms of like explicit gore mm-hmm. yeah i mean other than the intermission which was well, very gory yes other than the, inter- the intermission and i guess solix's entry yes uh, and this is still even more blood i think than that yes um, like we see it dripping out of her arm i do stump. think it is softened by the fact that troll that blood comes blue. in different colors yeah i definitely. think if this was bright red it would mm-hmm. be more impactful Oh yeah. Yes, but like it still it still comes across. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yes. For it's sure, not for sure. not impactful like, this, just this, because it's blue. It comes but... across as an escalation from what we've seen. Yes. And so Vriska's revenge then is executed uh, very well over a series of pages um, where we begin to see more art from different artists coming into the flash. Yeah. And yes. so we nice. have more panels that have a lot more detail to them because mm-hmm. it's not just hussy locked up in their room avoiding two feral <laughs> dogs apparently yeah yeah no my notes just say the art holy shit yeah because mm-hmm. there are some really 
gorgeous panels in this. Yeah, and and the music opens up with like almost a, a it's a very like dark like guitar like electric guitar that sort of impresses like the like seriousness of the the gravity of the situation. This first scene, it's uh, Vriska in the immediately aftermath blinding Terezi. Uh, we find out how she does so, uh, which is by executing a psychic double reach around. <laughs> Had to get one more in there before the end of the act. Uh, so Vriska mind controls Tavros and then uses Tavros's animal communion ability to control Terezi's Lucis into influencing Terezi to sleepwalk through the woods and look up into the blazing Alternian sun, uh, which blinds her. Um, yes. But the, the, the way that time. this panel... Ex- at the, yeah, at the same time, Terezi also wakes up on Prospect. And the way that this art flashes back and forth is because there, there, it's often like the same drawing with like different background and different like art on Terezi, but like in the same posture. And it's very, very cool how it happens. Well, it's the same. It's the same Skya uh, or or Prospect technique that we've seen with Jade, which is the, yes, the, it's this. It's uh, Terezi is sleepwalking through Prospect and through Alternia at the same yes. time. She is opening her eyes on Prospect and on Alternia at the same time. Yes. And also, is it the first time we have seen it used not for comedic effect? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like Jade's weren't all... like. That's true. I guess I'm just it, remembering the fair. dead grandpa smackdown. Yeah. No, some of it was <laughs> fair, for fair. like our initial view of uh, Sky. Yeah. Right. Our initial right. view of Prospect. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Was she goes done and hangs out with John and stuff. With Robo yeah. Jade. Fair enough. Yes. Forgot about that. Thank you. But stuff around Jade is generally more light toned mm-hmm. anyway because it's, you know, it's all very. Because she's a funny, silly girl. She's a funny, silly girl. Yeah. So there, there is something interesting about like this time. I mean, obviously, the last time we saw Prospect, it was pretty bad. Right. But um, well, th- there is something about like. This yeah. is a different prospect because this is the trolls prospect, right? This is sure. not the yes. kids prospect. I, I, I know, yes. but like from the reader's perspective, yeah. the last time we saw prospect was also pretty bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, from the, from there, we just get some like quick glimpses of the trolls session. Uh, different different trolls teaming up on different planets. I think Equius and Nepeta team up. Everybody um, kicks ass. Carcat and Terezi team up. Um, Solux and Feferi are hanging out and Aridin duels Solux. He fires his gun at Solux and Solux counters with his eye beams. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we find out earlier from Karkat's conversation with Kanaya that uh, Feferi's fish puns have rubbed off on Solux. So uh, there may certainly be reason for Aridin to have a grudge against Solux. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, she freaking kissed Solix, so... She did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nothing about this Mr. is really... Mr. Nice Guy is gonna... Yeah. yeah. Surprising. It's, it's not... Yeah, it's... You can... Readers can figure out what happened there. A lot of this feels like filler, um, and that's because it, it was. Uh, the song comes before the flash, and so... Because Hussey didn't want to cut the song short, so... Uh, a, a lot of their and yet later on, Hussey refuses to animate five whole minutes of pipe organ music. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Truly uh, shameful hypocrisy. That's where we draw the line with Hussey. Mm-hmm. The fucking pipe organ music. 
It's good pipe organ music, mate. I love a good pipe organ music, but... <laughs> I love a good music. Yeah. I love a good... Is this music? Is this music? <laughs> Is this music? Oh, it's not? Thanks, music. You're great. Oh, can't hear me? Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Anyways. And that. then uh, <laughs> we go back to Vriska because we always go back to Vriska. Of course. It always goes back to Vriska. Everybody loves Friska. Mm. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's always Friska and Homestuck. Friska <laughs> and my Homestuck. It's more like, more like than than you think. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Aradiabot shows up and beats Friska senseless. Beats the yeah, shit out of her. We get another escalation in the violence that we've seen to this point. Like, yeah, it's brutal, and because it's in a more like hero mode style art it comes yes. across yeah. more seriously yeah. right mm-hmm. like the, the, there's a shot of like where Vriska has been like beat and is like pushing herself up off the ground and like yeah then gets picked up and flung into a building to the point where the building is destroyed like it's brutal then uh tavros shows up and that's when aradia all right i'm done fine. and then Zoops out of ex- yeah. But Vriska is very bad off after this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, there's some hints as to what happens next in the end of the section, but mm-hmm. um, the very like last shots of this uh, animatic is like Vriska waking up on Prospect and Terezi slapping her in the face. Yep. It's so quick. I had to swap from the browser to look up a video of this mm-hmm. on YouTube just to make sure I got that right because yep. it happens. So fast. I just, I just had to... Is there like a clown horn that goes there too? Like, is it like a honk? I don't think okay. so. Okay. I don't. There's like a sound effect that goes with the slap, mm-hmm. and I was trying to remember what it was. Yeah. Well, it's reminiscent of the robo slap. Is like it is yes. that like blah art style. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but which yeah. like just before it, right when it's Vriska waking up on Prospect, it's that same Prospition doubling where Vriska is in the same position yes. on. Land of Maps and Treasure, as her dream self is on Prospect. Uh, also to note, her uh, Prospect dream self uh, has uh, two eyes and two arms. Or eight yeah. eyes. And then we get, that's that's the end of the flash. It's a good page. It's a good flash. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it gets weird. Then we get, gets weird. Uh, we find out that Diamond's Droog is Aradia's exile who has given her the command, make her pay. Um, and then uh, Diamond's Droog tells her to skip to the end. And Aradia's like, I'm not okay with you telling me what to do. I can make my own decisions. I'm going to do what I was going to do anyway. Yeah, so Aradia, to talk with Diamond's Droog, kind of does the same thing Terezi's been doing with Chalk. Except instead, she flicks Vriska's blood off of her and... Uh, uses her telekinesis to hover it in the air as messages. It's pretty ominous. It's pretty metal. And she's got a metal body. Yeah. Yeah, Wortman has a comment here about how uh, it should maybe be concerning that Diamond's Droog is okay with the violence here, given that the exiles are supposed to be reader stand-ins. I don't know that like the troll exiles are supposed to be reader stand-ins as much as like WV and PM were at the beginning of yeah. the comic. 
And we, because we've seen these guys do yeah, like, a lot of violence. Yeah. Like, it's not a surprise that they'd be into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Then Aradia skips to the end, and we get a final memo, uh, more concise, more to the point, uh, from Aradia. And we get the super compression of the end of the Trolls game. It's a it's a series of images. There's a nice like staticky effect over these. They're all like first person from the like uh, Soulbot video log, as we see yeah. in the bar across the top, which is similar to Jade's dreams uh, Dreambot log. Oh, you know what this is? This mm. is the troll parallel to uh, Rose's walkthrough, right? This is the oh. record of yes. the session. Um, and we even get that more explicitly at the end. But before we get there. Um, we see various images as the trolls uh, fight their final boss, the Black King. Um, there's some nice cosmology here that Aradia drops as well, where like she's like, yes, the gods in the furthest ring and Skya work together to engineer trials so that only worthy players may inherit the ultimate reward. Um, there are um, a lot of things shown in this bit that... Uh, the fandom saved for a rainy day um and i will talk about that in a second um but one of the images here is the fluorite octet rolling a 64. riska rolled the best possible roll on their final boss fight and then once they've defeated the black king they're all joined together on a lily pad with a purple house that has the scrub logo on it and um the ultimate reward is within reach for them. We see Karkat's hand and the doorknob. Uh, and we find out that the trolls are unable to claim their final reward because of a rift they would determine would be opened by four members of a fledgling species who will be playing in another session of the same game that we will and have already played. The Incipisphere locals have a more formal term for them. Uh, they typically refer to such a rift as... A scratch, and uh, the, the, this page. The delivery there is yes. In Cyphosphere locals refer to this as, and then another of those long scrolling pages where it goes from the staticky image into darkness into the green and yellow static that we've seen before. That we have seen, and before, then yeah. at the bottom of that page, a scratch. There's, there's two things at play here. There's the like green and yellow electricity we've seen off of Beck and Doc Scratch. And then there's also that like record scratchy effect that Kanaya saw at the top of the timeline. Mm-hmm. So this is very clearly implying that the great undoing, Doc Scratch's whole thing where um, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm ushering in the arrival of Lord English into the, the universe. The big cool demon. Yeah, yeah. The big cool demon. Um into the universe we know that that has to happen after the universe has died which has happened uh and that doc scratch is ushering it we get the name drop of doc scratch here and then um we have first guardian effects too um and uh later on aradia says but we would experience the consequences in the form of that which prevented us from claiming our reward he whose hand would be forced by the scratch to emerge from hiding but there would be no adequate way to prepare, even with all the foresight at our disposal, for a foe more powerful than the king we will and have already defeated, for a demon who is indestructible, omnipotent, 
and enraged. And on this page, Aradia has a Trollian window open and is mm-hmm. talking to Doc Scratch with the white text. Mm-hmm. Oh, she is. I missed that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and we only get a snippet because Aradia has only highlighted only a small little portion of Doc Scratch's text. Um, but it seems to say, Particular instantiation is not any of my business. Yeah, because she asked, why is he here? Mm. There is one entity that has been referred to as a demon thus far in Homestuck. It is Lord it, English. Lord English. The British, here to ruin everything <laughs> again. <laughs> the goddamn nobility fucking everything up. I do also want to mention the... Um, when we did our last bit of Act Four, um, the page where Rose like rips out the the log, where it's like the server and then it goes to black and then it's like static, mm-hmm. that is included as like the first section of the Hivebent book in the Viz Media publication, which I was like, why at the time? And now this page where the scratch is revealed is essentially the same page, and so there is a nice like parallel at the front and back of the books for like a very similar page. Um, yes. Still don't think it should have been there. Uh, (laughs) um, Should also say, we totally forgot to mention this. Because Glub Glub had been prototyped, uh, the king could have made all the trolls go extinct at once. And uh, in order to circumvent that, all the doomed Aradias from all the doomed timelines the trolls made come back to the alpha timeline and with their combined psychic power are able to suppress that. Mm -hmm. Which, very cool image. Just like yes. all yes. the trolls, and then Just like a, sky a million of Aradias. Of Aradias. Um, yes. Also, it's, got, it, it's pretty badass. Mentioning the um, the end of the walkthrough reminds me that's why Kanaya was asking about magic with yes, Karkat is because that yes. ends in case it wasn't clear. Magic is real. Magic is magic real. Magic is real. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. We then we also get a shot of all of the duplicate Aradia bots destroyed as the trolls are hiding in the lab in the veil. Um, Because if you are a doomed person and you come back to the alpha timeline, you are still doomed and are slated for imminent death. Hmm. Aradia says, our duplicates would buy us time. They would all be killed again, except for me, which is probably for the best. What would we do with all those copies anyway? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we get the the bit that Bastion already read at the top, um, like, here we are exiled from the universe we came from um, and yet in being denied the ultimate reward uh, we are barred from the universe we created and we see that through Solix's glasses with the blue uh, being referred to Alternia and the red referencing Earth um, Earth in this instance surrounded by the 12 Zodiac constellations which what? Hussey has color coded mm-hmm. yeah uh, and at this moment, the uh, red curtains close on the act, and then the blue curtains close in front of the red curtains on the act. And that's Act 5, Act 1. That's high Yeah. Um, we did it. We survived. We did. Unlike everybody else. <laughs> There's a bit from Wortman here I want to read, um, which is very long, but it's the, like, in the Homestuck universe, right, Astrology exists because the 12 trolls created the created Earth, right? And mm-hmm. and 
even more than that, right? Pop culture exists because of the pop culture aspects in the troll universe. So the only reason we have Harry Potter in Homestuck's world is because of Aridan. The only reason we have Twilight is because of Kanaya. It's the only reason we have Peter Pan is because of Tavros. The only reason we have Will Smith is because of troll Will Smith. The only sure. reason fag means bad things is because it's associated with Vriska. Sure. <laughs> to be clear, that's not part of uh, Wortman's analysis. No, the last one with Vriska is not part of Wortman's analysis, but it is uh, the implication. But, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to say this exists because of that, you got to yeah. follow all of those so threads. I, I do want to read the, the last bit here, which is, what does all of this mean? It means that our society's ideals were established by the half-forgotten adventures of a ragtag band of losers, misfits, and murderers. It means that the stories we look to for guidance and inspiration are based on people more damaged than any human could ever hope to be. It means that our popular culture, eternally aspiring to the supposed greatness of a bunch of fucked up teenagers, is itself trapped in a state of arrested adolescence. Homestuck is more than just a spoof of internet trends and culture. It's a no-holds-barred takedown of the Campbell's hero's journey and everything that follows as a fantasy based on a lie based on a gang of idiots. Jesus. So... You got time to process all that? I mean, sure. <laughs> yes, their session, if if we are following, in mm-hmm. the Watsonian mm-hmm. world here, yes. Are they saying Earth sprouted fully formed, like the way it is in Homestuck? Or just they created Earth, and then Earth happened the way we know it, and then Homestuck happened? I'm not quite sure what you're asking. I think it's the trolls created, right? Like once the trolls won the game, the big bang happened and the universe was created. Sure. And then everything that flowed out from that, they had no control over. Except sure. that yes. their references are leaking In- into Homestuck's Earth. Sure. In which case, it still took us a couple billion years for the movie Serendipity to get yes, made. Yes, true, true. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. But, but... <laughs> the, the the homestuck cosmology uh, definitely exists in a universe where all times exist simultaneous to each other. Yes. So uh, it doesn't matter how long it took from inside the universe; they are outside of it, and therefore outside of universal causality. Sure, sure. It's all stuff and nonsense. Yeah. I feel like this is what people point to when they're like, "Homestuck is needlessly complicated." Yeah. But. And I do think, you know, editor brain on, I thought there was going to be a lot more to cut here, but it feels pretty, like, cut and dry. I think, I mean, you cut the, like, teases of the future trolls at this point, but I'm trying to think what else in Hivebent you could cut without losing anything. And I mean, it's like, equi- you cut equious conversations is what you get. <laughs> Make a better troll. Yes. Yeah. Do it again, but good. Yeah. No, that's the joke of Equius is that he's the worst character. Yeah. yeah. Sam, at this point, how you feeling about theories? How you feeling about if you had to like rank the trolls in order of importance going forward? Who's at the top? Who's at the bottom? Uh I mean, fucking Vriska has to be on the top because this this story fucking loves Vriska and hates Tavros. As far as like theories go. I'm afraid to say it out loud. No, just say them. I've held this little pet theory for a while that Earth was Alternia. Mm. 
that I don't. And so now I'm kind of like, okay, if their game makes Earth, is their game going to make Alternia? Like this seems like the kind of cyclical, hmm. cyclical nature of things. But yeah, no, I've had the theory of like Earth is Alternia for a bit now, and I'm not disproven. Well, I suppose I am because it does say. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But this is. If this was any simpler of a narrative, I know I've said that before, <laughs> but like it's just we're we're starting to get to like amounts of shit where it's like okay, sure, if that's mm-hmm. where you're going, I guess that's where we're going. I'll do my best. Um, yeah, no. So, anyways, I'm gonna keep sitting on my pet theory, but uh, I don't. Obviously, you can't confirm nor deny, but mm-hmm. that that was a theory that I've been kicking around in my brain. Neither confirm nor deny that this is indeed a Planet of the Apes-style situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you monsters. Anyways, um, so I, I don't know. Obviously, like, I've, I've had a lot of predictions about where this narrative is going to go, and every time I've had to sort of... Every, after reading more, I've had to be like, oh, I need to reorient myself mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. this is not the narrative that I think it is. And and I don't know. I don't Do know. You... We're starting to get to points where it's like, we've got all of these like big players. We keep escalating Yeah. of like, oh, there's this guy who's the worst. And then it's like, oh, actually, there's this guy who's the worst. And now we're at ultimately powerful, omnipotent, undefeatable being it's like all right interesting Mm -hmm. i am afraid i am afraid that this is going to turn into something nihilistic because we are in so many loops Mm. and just cycles of and we're gonna do the same thing again except now it's harder like i i know this is a story about growth through suffering and i am afraid that this is going to get to a point where it's like yeah, this is growth through suffering, except suffering is all there is, and it's only going to get worse. Because this, you know, teens do be like. And so I, obviously, I know, again, cannot confirm nor deny. Mm -hmm. I'm just afraid because that kind of narrative is painful, and it's not fun to read. Yeah. Um, And so I just... Like, this is already pushing my limits of, like, all right, this is some sci-fi timey-wimey bullshit. If you then make it emotionally draining, I will hate you. Um, Which is me at the, at Hussy, not you guys. (laughs) Thank you for letting me be a part of this project. I am enjoying myself. That's just sort of my Yeah. Do you do you still feel like we gotta get Jaden to save her from a giant meteor and then go confront the people who made this game? I mean, I don't know because like the shit with Jade is like her dream self is dead. Mm-hmm. So if she enters the game, is she still alive? But then it, it's it's this. Mm. This is what I mean when this story is getting needlessly complicated. Like, there are so many layers on layers on layers. And so it's like, I don't know. I don't understand if this was any simpler of a narrative. Yeah. Maybe. But, but, I mean, obviously, like I said, these kids, this whole stuff is a loop. It's a cycle of suffering that is getting passed on to the next group, to the next group, to the next group. I would love it if this then turned into, let's break this cycle of suffering. 
I don't know if that's what we're going to get though. So it's it's that that is that is sort of my fear of of is this going to be a pass on the suffering and we'll just do our best? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. I am tentatively nervous and interested in what happens next. Great. I mean, we have a great new vehicle for comedy in the form of these uh, group chats. <laughs> oh boy, I get to I read more I feel like we only get chats. one more, though. I don't know. It is the best you, one. But I was laughing out loud at these group chats. They were just tickling me so good. Part, parts of it are very fun. The parts where it's just Carcat yelling at himself yeah. and everybody else, it's like, okay, I get it. You're full of self-loathing. Yeah. Move on. The, there is a group chat that coming up, which is one of the best pieces of Homestuck to listen to a dub mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know if we get, I don't think we get that in the next section. Uh, Maybe we do. Oh, do we? Hang on. I have it bookmarked. I don't um, think we, we don't quite get it yet. No. What page number are we going to? We, for next time, we are reading uh, pages uh, 2626 through 2758. Um, it ends with Terezi saying, this is an absolutely preposterous amount of money. Yeah. That's a podcast. That's a spicy podcast, baby. You can find us on social media. We're on Tumblr at Serious Business Pod. We're on Twitter at Serious Bus Pod. You can find Mario on TikTok at Ghost in the Bathroom. We're on Twitter at Ghost NT Bathroom. Go ahead and leave the comment Catboy approved to let us know you came from the podcast. Uh, leave us a review on your favorite podcast app of choice. Your favorite podcast app of choice. That's yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Tough. If it allows reviews, yeah. it's fine. They're, uh, they're doing great. Leave us a review. Leave us your favorite copy pastas. Whatever. Uh, Frankenfiles updates. I finally finished Frankenstein. Frankenfiles as upstate. Frankenfiles upstate. We should send Frankenstein <laughs> upstate. I finally finished reading. Well, listening to Frankenstein. Um, Frankenstein is a crypto bro. And Adam is an incel. Um, <laughs> this is my review Adam, of Frankenstein. Adam, I mean, listen, you're not wrong. Adam does have some incel vibes. The thing I, I say to people is if anyone deserved to be an incel, like if anyone had a just reason to be an incel, which they don't, uh, but if anybody did, it would be Adam. I'm cur- How did you get crypto, bro, though? Uh, so that was my impression Explain that. early on, um, when he's studying, like, uh, the alchemists and he's like, and nobody could correct me and I wouldn't listen to anybody because I had the secret knowledge, like, I guess it's not exclusive um, to Crypto Bros, but that, like, secret knowledge. He has the vibe. I don't blame you. Yeah. I can't be corrected and I will throw away the stupid amounts of money, uh, to absolute junk <laughs> but here's the thing it was an absolute junk he did do the thing that he said he was gonna do he just then chickened out of it because he's a little pussy but well he, uh, he's like, my pussy and i love him after like he studied like natural philosophy he stopped the alchemy shit once he got to like college before he <laughs> dropped out before he dropped out yeah 
before you dropped out and then went back to college to study Asian languages. <laughs> yep. Anyways, um, no Frankenfiles updates. Episode one is still up. It's really fun. It's about the Hallmark Frankenstein. Uh, check it out. I've gotten a lot of very interesting comments and messages from people being like, Hol-. my favorite comment on that video is just, Hallmark's what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's good. It's very good. I am surprised you didn't start with like the classic monster movie. I that movie is so iconic. I kind of want to save it, just like a little bit. Just um, as a treat. I've got other stuff. As to work a treat. With. As a treat for myself. That's fair. It, it might be biting off a lot to do the first. It is. It is a big deal, and I have like little things that I have set aside in my brain of like when I do that episode, this is what I want to happen. Nice, I want to. Nice. I want to open with this bit. I want to do this kind of a thing. And all of it's just, like, a step more elaborate than I would do for a regular episode mm-hmm. of something like I, Frankenstein, or the Hallmark oh, Frankenstein. Hallmark. So uh, Bastion said a Doc Scratch line. I gotta get my motherfucking Doc Scratch voice back on in this episode, I guess. <laughs> uh, That's fine. Hallmark is actually uh, uh, the scientist. You're thinking of Hallmark's monster. <laughs> God damn it. I hate you. No, you don't. There's a, there's a tweet I retweeted forever ago that is actually Frankenstein is the name of the book. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's my favorite. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Listener, hit next. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker, you forgot we were doing a podcast. <laughs>